are doing Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna. This is uh, verse 19 onwards. This is a dialogue between Uddhava and Sri Krishna. We are doing Uddhav Gita, chapter 1, verse 19. The streams carrying the water of thy glory that confer immortality, as well as those which have sprung from the washing of thy feet, are potent enough to destroy the sins of the three worlds. Those who abide by their respective duties touch both these streams. The former set forth in the Vedas through their ears and the later issuing from thy feet by physical contact. It's exactly like the previous verse, you know. You have to go round and round and then finally come to the right place. So let us first analyze this verse, how it goes. The streams that carry the water of thy glory. What are these streams? Those who have done the uh, Sai Satcharitra with me clearly remember that from the feet of Sai Baba emanated streams of water. There was not one stream, there were multiple streams of water. Correct? Now, if you can understand that, that means Ganga flows, but Ganga is a combination of three rivers. Right? And it means these three rivers are going to the three domains. Now think about all the Sangams that are there. Sangams means a place, a confluence of rivers. You know, confluence of rivers means where all the rivers meet. Now let us see how many confluences are there in, in India itself. There are so many. There is a Godavari, there is a Narmada, there is a Krishna, there is a Kaveri. You name it, Ganga, Brahmaputra. So many rivers are there. And every river has a confluence. Correct? And the confluence you will always find is known by a term Three Veni Sangam. Three Veni Sangam. Three Veni, three braids. You know, you tie those three. The braiding of the hair, do you know where it starts? At the bottom of your skull. So I am just giving you an idea where the three Veni starts. So now think about it. Just like Triveni Sangam. The three rivers are meeting at a point. Similarly, we have three channels which meet at one particular point. One is a nadi called Ida, Pingala and Sushumna. Three nadis are there. Alright? They are meeting at a central point somewhere. And that is called the confluence, the place where they crisscross and they meet, right? Now, when this was being mentioned, why is this bath? Now, those who have gone to say Banaras, Allahabad, Banaras and various other Triveni places, you know it is important to take a bath over there. They say that you should take bath in this confluence of this river. It is said that if you take bath at the confluence of these rivers, all your sins are going to get expiated. They will get destroyed. Alright, this is mentioned. Now, we will see the verse over here. What does it say? The streams carrying the waters of thy glory that 
confer immortality as well as those which have sprung from the washing of thy feet are potent enough to destroy the sins of the three worlds so i hope you got the verse it says the place from where the emanation of this water these springs are coming that place is extremely important from that place if you take a bath in that place if you wash the feet the feet of the lord at that particular point you will get immortality immortality is one thing secondly all your sins are going to get destroyed logically if you see you know this verse sounds very vague the people might have committed millions of murders and things like that and yet if you take a dip in this particular place what makes you think that you will get that immortality and your sins will get destroyed don't worry we will come to the verse where he is going to mention all that so just now at this point in time just think that that is a place where the rivers are forking out you know going out and two things happen over there one is they confer immortality and then they also expiate all the sins those who abide by their respective duties touch both the streams both the streams what do you mean by both the streams so these both the streams is an important word you need to understand both the streams the former set forth in the vedas through their ears and the later issuing from thy feet by physical contact mention of these two is extremely important first is listening through the ears remember every time i keep on saying satsanga satsanga is very very important listening to the words of the lord satsanga is so very important that is the first part you have to listen to the words of the vedas and the shastras you should listen listen doesn't mean only listening and throwing out through this ear okay listening means keeping them retaining them inside and working on them just doesn't mean that you just listen no you have to implement them in your life so listening to the words so who is the one who is telling you about all these things it's the guru isn't it the guru is the one who is teaching you about these things so when the guru teaches you these spiritual secrets from the vedas the shastras everything that is being mentioned to you just take it in grasp it take it in so when you take it in you will find that the knowledge will grow within you so the first part of this sentence is when you go to the feet of the lord first you need to have the knowledge of what you are doing how will you have the knowledge if you don't know anything about it how many people i mean just think about it there are so many people in this world who have never heard that you know ganga snan is important nobody has heard about it but go to youtube and see just type the word ganga snan or type the word kumbh mela 
you see all those sages saints and everybody millions of people take a dip in the river have you heard of that in kumbh mela so many great souls come and take a dip in the river right when they take a dip in the river their sins are expiated but these people already have the knowledge so first you have to gain the knowledge without knowing anything about god how will you go and do removal of sins there are lots of people in this world who have never heard of these things first they don't know about god many people they have not heard anything about god now you may say but people have heard about it everybody knows in schools and colleges and your parents and everybody talks about god no they have not heard the correct meanings got it nobody has heard it correctly nobody has understood it at all so first you need to know that there is something like that secondly after need to know you should go and do something about it before the satsang i just gave one small information in florida in the united states the doors open outwards now we are all used to opening doors inwards isn't it and for us it is a very natural thing okay i have to open the door inwards but in florida there is a rule which says open the door outwards why is that you see if you open the door inwards anything that is coming from outside can open the door fast isn't it somebody is pushing the door from outside like this and you are opening from inside can the door not come bang in your face and open immediately now think the door is opening outwards and something is forcing on the door do you think the door can open easily no so the gales the winds that come in florida are so strong that when they push against the door they cannot open it and this there is a scientific reason for it now i did not know about this till today morning till i was reading one article many of you also don't know about this some people who are from florida may know but rest of the world doesn't know anything about this does it mean that they are stupid no it only means that they have their reasoning so knowledge is important isn't it so first you should know the reason why the doors open outwards so first you should know and the doors opening outwards is the first sentence second why do they open outwards two sentences you know two questions so first there is god you should know about that second why is there this god there are vedas and why are these vedas isn't it important to know but if you don't know the answers to either of these questions how will you become knowledgeable in this world so this knowledge is only given by the guru the one who knows the one who can remove the darkness of ignorance right so the guru teaches you so that is the first part of this and the second part is to wash the feet of the lord so now remember this first you should have the knowledge about things and guru is the doorway to that knowledge he will explain to you in detail whatever that you wish to know secondly use that knowledge 
surrender at the feet of the Lord. And when you touch the feet of the Lord, your sins are going to get expiated. Now all this answer was given by the gods. Remember the gods are talking to Krishna himself. You remember this sentence? The lords, all the gods in the heaven, they have come down to visit Sri Krishna when he is about to pass on. He has completed 125 years on earth and he is going to die. So they come down to tell him that you are the lord of this. And we have come to take the Charanamrit, that means touch your feet. The gods also have their guru by the way. Please know this. The gods guru is Brihaspati. You have heard of Brihaspati, isn't it? Brihaspati is the guru of the gods. The demons also have a guru. His name is Shukracharya. So don't be under the impression that the demons don't know anything about all this. They know. And they have their guru. And the guru is very very strong. Their guru was able to get immortality even for the demons by the way. See, if you remember in that manthan, when the churning of the ocean was happening, the water was distributed only to the gods. The water of immortality, correct? When the water was distributed to the gods, naturally there was an objection from all the demons. They said, what is this? You have cheated. <laughs> Vishnu in the form of Moeni had cheated everybody over there. Distributing the water and you know completely emptying that thing, you know that ghada, matka, call it. She had completely emptied it and given it to the gods, right? And uh, when that was happening, what happened? The demons got very angry. They said, "This is not the right thing to do. You can't do this kind of a thing." So they went to their guru, and they told Shukracharya. This is what the gods did, you know, they cheated us. So then Shukracharya went to the Lord and said, you cannot do this kind of a thing. So Shukracharya was given a specific mantra, a magical words, you know. And these magical words are Sanjeevani mantra. Sanjeevani, it gives you back your life. So even if the demons get killed, remember this, even if the demons get killed, Shukracharya can bring them back to life. Now think of all the demons that you have in your own life. Do you think they are going to get killed and vanish? There is some Shukracharya over there who is going to bring them back into your life once again. So you better be careful. Hmm? So if you have certain habits, you know, like let us say you have a habit. Gluttony. <laughs> Let us say gluttony is a habit. And you think that you have done everything and ensured that you have destroyed this demon of gluttony. The demon of gluttony is not easily destroyed. With the magical Sanjeevan mantra, no, he comes back to life once again. And suddenly the gluttony will say, Here I am alive. See? I am alive, give me food. <laughs> Oh, so I hope you understood what it means, isn't it? So I will recap the whole verse. It says, the gods are praising Sri Krishna. They are telling him that from your feet flows this knowledge. Right? The three rivers are flowing into the three worlds. 
these rivers are extremely important when we touch the feet of the lord we get expiation of all our sins but how do we know about this so you have to go to the first source the first source is called the guru the guru is the fount of knowledge he gives knowledge he tells you about the vedas and various other rules regulations laws that are there in this universe and he tells you stories like I, you know stories this is, a, this is a combination of all the stories so many stories i told you now so you get all the stories you get all the knowledge then you go to the feet of the lord and then you touch the feet and put the water on your head all your sins will get expiated this is the verse 19 so we have just completed uddhav gita chapter 1 verse 19 so we are going to do verse 20 from uddhav gita chapter 1 now this is from 20th onwards the gods are about to depart they are supposed to go back to their heavens all right so now it is going to be just verses which will tell you what is happening the flow so we are doing uddhav gita chapter 1 verse 20 shuka said thus praising the lord brahma with the gods and shiva saluted him and ascending the sky said brahma said verse 21 o lord we formerly besought the to reduce the burden of the earth o thou self of all thou hast done it exactly as we wished verse 22 says thou hast placed religion in the hands of the virtuous who are devoted to truth and has spread in all directions thy fame that takes away the impurities of all we will do these three verses together so you will understand and then i will do the balance three So Sukhdev Goswami, remember the whole Genesis is this is from one book. It's from the Bhagavatam, isn't it? Bhagavatam. Who is saying to who? Sukhdev Goswami is telling Parikshit, right? So Sukhdev said, Brahma Ji, he was praising the Lord before all the gods ascended to the heaven. What did Brahma Ji say? he said o lord we formerly besought thee to reduce the burden of the earth o thou self of all thou hast done it exactly as we wished so in this verse brahma ji is telling krishna before this also you had come many a times now krishna is the second last birth remember this in that entire number of births of vishnu that had happened remember The last one is Kalki. Kalki Avatar will come at the end of the last chapter, not this last chapter, last chapter of everybody's life. So Krishna's Avatar has been there, but before that there have been many Avatars. There was a fish Avatar, there was a tortoise Avatar, there was a Vamana Avatar. So many Avatars were there. Narasimha. What was the second last before Krishna? Sri Ram. If you remember Sri Ram's avatar, what had happened during that avatar? During all these avatars, the earth was burdened with all these negative stuff, isn't it? That means there was a lot of problems on earth, and 
the lord had come on earth he had taken birth so that he can expiate these people they can he can remove them whoever was causing this kind of a problem so those who were non dharmic type of people those who didn't follow the rules the laws the lord had come to remove them before this in the avatar of shri ram ravana was killed if you remember ravana kumbhakarna everybody was killed correct you remember that now do you remember there was one person in the ram avatar who was killed by ram you know the two monkey kings were fighting yeah sugriva bali you know he was there now this guy who got killed by the arrow of shri ram remember he had shot an arrow from behind and he had killed him so that his brother can take the throne the same person is going to kill shri krishna in this life so if you remember that koli koli is the person who does he was a hunter he would take a bow and arrow and hunt animals so this is the same person from the previous avatar he has come to equal that karma now you may say there is no karma involved but actions of karma every action has an equal and opposite reaction so remember this person has to come back and he is supposed to kill shri krishna so he fires his bow and arrow his arrow goes and hits the feet of shri krishna and krishna then looks at him that person is very much afraid he says you know i'm very sorry i didn't see you and he was trying to remove that arrow from his foot and krishna looks at him and says no you are not supposed to remove the arrow from my feet you know the reason why because i had promised you in your last life that you will kill me and i will die so krishna is killed by the arrow of this hunt right so you know the whole circle is repeated once again and that is the reason why i always tell you all do not get involved or do karmas which are very very you know dangerous or something which is going to cause you misery in your life don't do that don't get involved with people don't do anything which is going to cause you so much of misery because karma comes back bites you right so let us not get into it yeah i didn't say the rest of the words let us not go there so did you get the point so here let us continue with the story brahma ji says formerly we had come and you had helped us rid this world of misery by getting rid of so many people if you remember hiranyakashyap hiranyaksha so on and so forth so many people were there all these down the line till the last life of his in the last life ravana now in this life there were many more now you know the war has also ended mahabharat is also ended if you remember so this is the end of shri krishna so brahma ji says that you had finished all this thou has placed religions in the hand of the virtuous who are devoted to truth and has spread in all directions thy fame that takes away the impurities of all 
So before Krishna passes away, this is the important thing that he has placed in the hands. Knowledge. He has passed on the knowledge, whatever that is needed to know so that you can expiate yourself of all the karmas, all the sins that are there. He has given this knowledge to the gurus, which the gurus in turn will transmit it to you. And then once you surrender at the feet of the Lord, you will be able to reach immortality. This is the whole flow of how this entire thing happens. Having incar incarnated, now this is, I am doing verse 23 onwards. Having incarnated in Yadu's line and assuming a matchless form, thou hast done deeds of surpassing valor for the good of the world. Hearing and reciting which deeds of thine, O Lord, good people will easily get beyond ignorance in the Iron Age, in the Kali Yuga. O Lord, O Thou Supreme Being, 125 years have passed since Thou didst incarnate in Yadu's line. So we will do these three verses. So Brahmaji is telling Sri Krishna, you have incarnated in this Yadu's line and you have taken this matchless form. Sri Krishna's form is the original form, remember this. Father in heaven, remember the genesis of all these things, Father in heaven, taking birth as Sri Krishna again. And this is the Purna avatar. He has got all the qualities of the Lord, the Supreme Divine Consciousness. So he has taken this form on earth. So Sri Krishna says, you have taken this form and incarnate incarnated in Yadu's line that is in Yadu Vansh and you have taken this matchless form and your deeds have surpassing valor for the good of the world. How many demons and how many things have happened during the life of Sri Krishna in 125 years? A lot of things have happened, haven't they? So he's just talking about that. When you hear and recite these deeds, people will get out of this iron age. That means they will be able to get liberated. So listening to the glories of the God, listening to the glories of Sri Krishna, a man is able to cross the oceans of mortality into immortality. He will become immortal. Listening to the words. Who is talking to you about these words? The Guru talks about it. He gives you Satsanga. So when you are listening to the Satsanga, you will be able to overcome this lifetime cycles of birth and death and become immortal. Iron Age is Kali Yuga. So, you go beyond ignorance in the Kali Yuga. So, the knowledge will take you beyond. He says, 125 years have passed since thou have incarnated in the Yadu line. So, 125 years Krishna had lived on this planet Earth. So we are doing two more verses now. Verse 26 says, O thou support of the universe, thou hast now no more work to do for the gods and this line and also, and is almost at the point of destruction owing to the Brahmana's curse. Therefore, verse 27, Therefore, if thou thinkest fit, deign to go back to thy own supreme abode and protect us, the Lord of beings, together with our people, for we are but servants of 
Vaikuntha. So verse 26 and 27 we will do it together. Brahmaji is telling Sri Krishna, you are the support of this universe. It's the framework on which the entire universe is supported, isn't it? Now you have no more work left on this planet earth. You have finished your job. The Lord had finished his job. 125 years he had been on this earth. And what are the things that he had done? So many demons had got killed, if you remember. Hmm? And on top of it, he had also ensured that knowledge is transmitted further. So how many Gitas were given? You remember the previous Gita, isn't it? The Bhagavad Gita. So there was the Bhagavad Gita and now we are doing the next part of which, which is called the Uddhav Gita. And there were more of them. Okay, it's not that they are just one or two. There are more of them. So he has passed on this knowledge and Sri Krishna is going off because there was a Brahmana's curse. What is this Brahmana's curse? Many years prior to this last day of Sri Krishna, children, Sri Krishna had many children. If you remember 16,108 wives in the previous verse I had told him, right? His third wife, she came from the previous Yuga, if you remember. Huh? Jambavan's daughter. Do you remember Jambavan had a daughter? Now, if I have to recap for you, let me tell you. Now, they, the whole line goes like this, that Sri Krishna is one day trying to find one diamond. So, he goes in search in the jungles. There, he meets this particular person called Jambavan. He fights with him, gets this diamond from him. In turn, this particular person gives his daughter in marriage. Now, this has come from the previous life of Sri Krishna, which was Sri Ram's life. The linkage is like this. You have to link it. Previous life, Sri Ram. There was one person called Jambavan in his previous life who was given this dan of life. He will never become old. So, he has continued in the next yuga also. The previous yuga, Treta. To this one, Dwapara, he is still alive. He has got a daughter who is eternal. She is also, <laughs> she doesn't become old at all. So this daughter, Jambavan's daughter, Jambavati, now she is become the third wife of Sri Krishna. So let us come back to the story here once again. Now in Jambavati's case, she gets a son from Sri Krishna. His name is Samba. So Samba was enacting one particular scene and he was carrying a pestle you know pestle we call it something which we pound with so he was carrying it in his pocket over here and he looked like a pregnant girl a lady so when they were enacting this play with these small children hmm? samba was enacting with other small children at that time durvasa muni <laughs> was passing from there. He wanted to meet Krishna. So when he wanted to meet Krishna, he was trying to catch hold attention of these small boys. So the boys, you know how they play, na? they are not interested in listening to anybody. So Durvasa, you know, he is a hot-tempered guy. So he got very upset with it. And then he caught hold of one boy and he is asking, Ki, 
I'm, I'm going to ask you a question and you are not even willing to answer me. So that boy says, can you not see this person over here is pregnant and we have to take him to, to the doctor or whatever for delivery purposes. So Durvasa Muni looks at him, this fellow is pregnant. You remember he had put the pestle in his pocket and he looked pregnant. So and he was enacting uh, uh, like that. So Durasa Muni looks at him and says, I came to ask you, I want to meet Krishna where he is. But you are creating this kind of a havoc. You know what? The same pestle that, that you think is in your stomach is going to be the cause of the destruction of your entire race. These words flew from the mouth of the Brahmana Durvasa Muni. And it was heard by whom? The children over there. And this curse was given to the small boy. Okay. Jambavati's son, Samba. Samba comes and tells his father. His father is Sri Krishna. Tells him, you know what? There was this Babaji. You know, Brahman, he came and he cursed like this. Krishna meets Durvasa after that. Durvasa is very much ashamed that he has said these kind of words. He doesn't feel nice that, you know, how can you curse the Lord himself? But the Lord says to him, it's not, no problem. I myself have programmed it like that. I just ensured that the words flew from your mouth. And yes, of course, the pestle is going to be responsible for everybody's death. <laughs> and it is going to happen. So I just made you a via media. Okay. A small satsang over here to tell you. Many a times we hear words non-related and we do not pay too much attention to them and later on in our life they become a cause for certain misery or some problem in our life a small instance somewhere here it was just a small kids playing just think about it it's a karma it happens and then the lord has to give up his life and the entire yaduvanshi's life also so, whether that is related or this is related, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Doesn't that bring it to your mind? Which came first? Did the curse come first? Or did the destruction of that entire race came first? It's a philosophical question or maybe it's a spiritual question. The answer is very simply this. Everything is predestined. Everything is predestined. But Depending, the but is always there, isn't it? <laughs> but depending on the karmas that are happening around, what are the karmas that are going to happen around? They are called Agami or Kriyaman karma. So be careful when you are doing any karmas. Those who are under the protection of their guru and those who understand how you have to expiate these karmas. Through Nishkam Karma, they are not going to get affected. But those who are not, they will definitely get affected, isn't it? So even if there is a predestination, there is something in it which says it can be altered. So there can be modification. So it is not necessarily destiny. 
it is what you create later on as a destiny also comes into play so our job as a devotee of the lord is not to get involved in this kind of destinies don't create more karmas you have, you have come here to expiate your past karma isn't it which is called prarabdha you have come here to destroy that past karma prarabdha is the one which you come with if you remember but why do you want to create more and that is the reason why you have to do nishkam karma nishkam means one which doesn't generate further karmas further problems in your life it is not going to give birth to new karmas that kind of so this story will tell you which i was telling you just now of samba durvasa and krishna it is leading up to that so which comes first both come first is not just that or this there is no first or second in that everything is flowing simultaneously so it is better not to get involved in many of the actions now you will ask me can you give me some example which will tell me what this is all about very simply the example is this now you may be in one city you have come from a to b city you have come to that second city because it's a part of your karma you are supposed to just be in the city and get out of that karma but when you come to that city if you want to create more karma in your life isn't it that you're adding to it you just come there so that you can minus off the previous prarabdha but when you keep on adding more and more and more and more to it that is going to cause you misery not now in your future life that is why we should never get involved in it so we should do nishkam karma who teaches you how to do nishkam karma your guru will teach you now if you remember why is he doing it because in the previous verse it was mentioned that the vedas and the shastras flow from the mouth of your guru he teaches you how to get rid of all these things isn't it and then you surrender at the feet of the lord then you can remove all your sins that is what it means therefore so did you understand brahmana's curse therefore if thou thinkest fit deign to go back to their own supreme abode and protect us the lord of beings together with our people for we are but servants of vaikuntha so in this case brahma ji is telling sri krishna see we we want you to come back but it is entirely left to you whether you want to come back now or later but since you have already decided that 125 years and full stop i want to go away so we would be very happy that you will come back to the heavens once again and be there with us so that we that is brahma ji and all other gods over there they also get protection from you. so the gods are always having problems also see remember this it's not only you who is having problems the gods have more bigger problems than you so those who are bigger people no the higher uh, hierarchy they have greater problems than you i mean think about it your problems are so tiny you have one husband some children maybe the world around you maybe wife or whatever whoever you are that is all that you have to take care of isn't it you have to go to work earn money that's it now look at the president or the prime minister of your country 
doesn't he or she have bigger problems than you now think about the gods the gods are ruling this entire universe don't you think they their problems are going to be mightier than yours that is what happens so he says you are coming over there to protect us also so we who are the servants of vaikuntha so brahma ji says we are the servants of vaikuntha and you coming over there it will be very kind of you to come back again so we have come to the end of verse 27 next time we will start verse 28 onwards where sri krishna is going to answer the gods as well as anybody who is willing to listen okay so we have completed from 19 till 27 a lot of verses because there was just a flow of how the whole thing happens so think about it like this that always surrender at the feet of the lord get inculcated with all the knowledge from your guru first and then you surrender at the feet of the lord and you will get your freedom so we will stop over here okay i'll see you all next week bye